November 19, 2020. This is The Better Life. I'm your host, Timothy Lawson. Living a better life typically means uh, riding the waves in between casino trips, but boy, 2020 is really taking it uh, to the extreme with keeping so many of us out of casino, whether uh, through closures or our own personal comfort. And Man, I'm uh, the COVID fatigue is real, not just in life, but uh, definitely in the gambling atmosphere. I mean, I, uh, I mean, thank God sp- sports came back uh, when it did because, uh, man, I was itching for some. I've been itching for uh, some trips, and I tell you, doing these interviews, talking to uh, these other gamblers on here, it almost almost just makes it worse. Cause we talk about casino games, what we like playing, you know, our favorite uh, this or that, and it's like, man, I really, I mean, I, I wish I could be doing this right now. Uh, but I have, I, I still have one on the books. I still have the January trip on the books. I will admit that it has gone from likely to unlikely. Uh, similar to watching, you know, live odds on, uh, like, uh, live betting lines on a, on a game and watching it shift due to circumstance, uh, a lot of spiking going on around the country. People or states are implementing, uh, some more closures and stuff, but goodness, it's, um, uh, this is, I'm with everybody. I just want to let, if you're at home, you're frustrated that you're not gambling, they can't go to a casino uh, for whatever reason, personal reasons, professional reasons, whatever it may be, you're not alone. That's I guess is what I'm trying to get to. You're not alone. Uh, but I still have my fingers crossed for January uh, and possibly something late March uh, that I may uh, invite a few people, uh, you know, anybody who's comfortable, if, if that's still a thing, um, in uh, around that time. But more on that another day. Hey, somebody reached out to me over over um over Thanksgiving or I'm sorry, over Twitter. Um hey, someone reached out to me over Twitter asking about uh, taking a group to Vegas. Uh I think he I think the group size he said was 7 people if I remember right. Um and was kind of inquiring about lodging and sort of getting the best bang for the buck on having a group with both accessibility to uh, to each other and also sort of a, a great per person rate. I'm not really familiar with this. This is, this actually isn't something that my strong suits, I'm going to be sending out a tweet, uh, probably the next day or two after this drops asking for recommendations. If you have experience in this chime in, because I think this is something, you know, we, we talk about, uh, we talk about, um, you know, community trips and we do, we always talk about our own trip, our own trips, but, um, something I don't really think I've heard really discussed is is sort of being responsible for taking a small group out to Vegas and sort of what the best way to um, to handle that, especially from a lodging perspective. So uh, I'm interested to see what uh, people have to say about that. Uh, my Paul, my uh, election tickets still have not been graded. I don't I don't expect them to be um, the state uh, the state by state uh, bets that I have. Uh, could be weeks. Uh, I'm pretty sure where uh, where I got action down, the overall winner is not going to be graded until inauguration day. So uh, I'm not going to lie; I didn't really think about that when I placed those bets. And now that that money's just being held up, I, I actually kind of regret betting it. I mean, I kind of I uh, could have put that bankroll to use uh, elsewhere. I've had to get more selective in the bets that I'm making because uh, I um, I took a big chunk out of my bankroll to make those bets. I mean, it was worth. I mean, it was it was a positive in, endeavor uh, in the end. But uh, looking at the opportunity cost, maybe uh, who knows, might be a wash. So, anyhow, I'm gonna we're, we're gonna get to it. Uh, some admin notes after. Uh, after this, but this is another iteration of better viewing or a better view. What do I call this? I don't even remember what I even call this stuff. Mark Duvall joins me to uh, discuss gambling and casinos depicted in movies and in uh, and in TV shows, gambling references that are made, etc. We have a couple conversations uh, about uh, TV shows and movies that uh, surprised us both on, in good and bad, and then we and then we get into a little bit more Rick and Morty, and then we spotlight uh, an episode from The Office, and then we tease what we'll be what we'll be doing next time, which I think is going to be a lot of fun, and I'm sure a lot of you are going to want to listen to it. So, so watch out for that and enjoy. Hello, Mark Duvall. How are you? Hi, doing pretty good, Tim. Uh, good. How are things over? You can bet on that. 
not too bad. Uh, maybe you saw on Twitter this last week, we posted a video of Dr. Mike's dad yes. winning like a 300 some dollar uh, jackpot at the slot machine. So that's his first venture into the casino since uh, all the shutdowns and everything. So he was very happy. Oh, no kidding. Oh, good for him then. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it also sounds like uh, 2020 from a gambling perspective is turning around for you too. Definitely some very big wins, although I will admit that right after the last episode, I had the biggest single session loss that oh, I've ever had. That you've ever had. Ever had. Oh, no. It's, it's probably because things have been going so well and I, you know, got a little greedy and was real comfortable <laughs> throwing around a lot of money. So I have no one to blame but myself. So. I mean, was it through crafts or did you get like a, did you get a wild hair and was like, put it all on black, baby. No, it was all craps. It was all craps. Max odds is what hurt me. <laughs> oh yeah, sure, sure. Uh, so Mark, we got a, we got really great feedback. Uh, oh, good. On the first iteration of this people who don't even watch the shows that we covered said they really enjoyed it. Um, so that's proof of concept, I think. Uh, this week, we're going to go over one more season of Rick and Morty and uh, another season of The Office. There's, there's fewer, uh, it'll be a little more quickly this time. Um, but I, I first wanted to start with uh, a conversation um, on TV shows or movies that revolve around gambling that maybe surprised you. Now, when I first pitched this question to you, I used the word disappointed. You said you had a hard <laughs> time uh, uh, thinking of one. I actually asked the question knowing what the answer to minority was. So I guess that maybe it's, uh, I got, I presume that, that other people also had uh, one, but you couldn't think of one that you were disappointed in, so I, I, chose, I told you just to focus on something that may have surprised you, and what, what did you come up with? Well, let me ask you this first. If okay. you have something in mind already for a disappointment, why don't you tell me what yours is, and okay. maybe that'll spark something for me. Okay. 2011, there was a show called Luck, starring yes. Dust, Dustin Hoffman. Um, it, it lasted one season. Uh, it was on HBO. I was really disappointed. I, okay. I, I, I was, I, as someone who was looking, who was ready for like, you maybe some more unique gambling content or gambling content that maybe had some, uh, some great writing or characters in it. Seeing that Dustin Hoffman was in it, I was like, hey, this, it, and I was, it was slow. The writing didn't punch, you know, um, and there's reasons why it, only allowed, it, it didn't get picked up for a second season. It actually performs pretty well. Uh, like it's, it got 82% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not like it's not certified fresh, but uh, you know that that performs better than most things. But uh, for those who don't know, it's you know it's about gamblers in the uh, in the horse racing industry. There's like each episode had like a scene that I was like like I would either chuckle at or I'd appreciate, but. No, nothing about the show made me want to watch the next episode, right? And I think that's, you know, um, even when you think a TV show's fine, I think it's disappointing when you're not, like, eager to, 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 to consume the next iteration of the content, you know? Yeah. You, you know, it's interesting that you mention that because I never watched that show, and I'm not sure why. Hmm. Because, you know, again, it's a kind of gambling-themed. Uh, HBO, they generally put out good content. Yeah. I know the first episode was directed by Michael Mann, who did um, Miami Vice and also a great TV show from the 80s called Crime Story mm. that starred Dennis Farina. And Dennis Farina was in luck. So, I, you know, I should probably go back and watch those, even though you said it disappointed you, right. just because that's sort of like a, a glaring gap in my, you know, gambling TV watching. No, like I said, it's not bad, right? Like, I'm not yeah, saying, right. you know, so you may watch it and, and be content with it, I, you know, but I... I was ready to be excited about a gambling show or a show that had a gambling aspect. Like I should say, it's, it, it, it's kind of half the horse racing industry and part gamblers. Um, but I was, like I said, I just, at the end of an episode, I wasn't like, Oh, can't like, let me hit play on the next one. Right. Like it, uh, yeah. uh, I watched it because, you know, I was, I was hoping that, uh, you know, it would get better, you know, give me, give me your gambling show or movie that surprised you uh, in, in whatever fashion you interpreted that question. Well, okay. I'll tell you what, since you brought up luck. Okay. Uh, I, I did think of something that disappointed me. Oh, uh, it was a TV series called tilt. It was on ESPN, and it was a poker-based show. That sounds came, familiar. Yeah, it came out in 2005, so it was kind of right there with the big poker boom. Yeah. And 
it was written, it was created and written by the guys who wrote Rounders. So there was a lot of hype behind it. It's like, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be good. And it, it didn't perform very well. And a lot of people didn't like it. And I was one of them because it was just, it was almost too dark, like ridiculously dark. Oh, interesting. You know, it's like, well, this doesn't really happen in the poker world. Now, you know, that's not necessarily a good criticism because when we watch TV and movies, we're not watching necessarily to see real life. You know, hey, that's not what an <laughs> office, you know, that's not how people behave in an office. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, this one, yeah, it just it just kind of left a bad taste in your mouth. They were just, you know, the characters are kind of unlikable because they were doing despicable things. So I'll say Tilt, the TV series, it was actually on ESPN, a, a fictional, a, uh, draw, a dramatic series on ESPN called Tilt based on poker. Okay. Well, since you, since you offered that, let's, let's at least, let's do the other side because I have an answer on, on one that surprised me in a way that I enjoyed as well. So what was okay. your answer to that side? Right, this is silly because I struggled with this one too. Why okay. don't you go first? Okay. Okay. <laughs> now I've said this, I think this is no surprise. I've said this before on the show, but the movie, the house, um, <laughs> yeah. I remember pulling it up on a flight thinking, okay, like I know, I already know. How, what kind like I, i'm not expecting much out of this movie yeah i loved it yeah, i know yeah. that it, it's not like really well written the acting is what you expect from the from the characters that are, that are from the actors that are in it uh but it was i thought for what it was supposed to be it was amazing and yeah. like them finding different ways to bet on things like when they're having like the wrestling match and like they're yes. making like it is so Good. I don't know how you're a gambler and don't appreciate that movie. Uh, well, yeah, I yeah. agree. And, you know, we saw it in the theaters when okay. it first came out and we knew that it was getting bad reviews. It right. kind of helps, you know, if you know going in that the, the general public and the critics, you know, really slam it. So we went in knowing that. And, of course, you know, we loved it. And doggone it, that first crap scene in the casino and, yes. and the guys at uh, Seven Out Podcast used the clip. But, you know, when they're hoping for a fourth and oh, Will no. Ferrell yells, whatever you do, don't roll a seven. <laughs> it's, oh, my gosh. And the dice in slow motion. That was yeah. hilarious. That's so good. Uh, so that that I was pleasantly surprised uh, at how well I, I enjoyed that uh, that movie. And I can't remember. I can't remember the name of the actor, but the actor who's actually who's actively rolling the dice in that scene. Yeah, I can't remember. But he, I, I mean, he is a character, or he's an actor. When I see that he's in something, I get so excited because I like I know he's going to deliver on the character that he plays. Yes, uh, he's, 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 he's in the league uh, and does a great job there. Uh, and of course, I'm forgetting the other uh, the other series that I've uh, seen him in recently. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, really Jason Mansukas is his Perfect. name. Yeah, plays Frank in the movie. Yeah, yes. he is very funny. Uh, okay, Mark, what? Uh, what? what <laughs> I'm so sorry that I've stumped you with these uh, questions. Of all right, well, uh, this is uh, yeah, all right. This is terrible. Then you know what I should just say is let it ride because you know okay. before we had seen uh, you know in fact I am gonna that is gonna be my answer. I'm not gonna tell you what I had written down here. Maybe I'll tell you when we're off mic because it's stupid. Well, I'll, I'll say let it ride because we, we did not see that in the theaters. We just saw it after the fact and just okay. kind of, oh, yeah, it's a, a horse racing movie. And we loved it. I, I want to say maybe I actually saw it with Dr. Mike, but in any case, uh, we just absolutely loved it, mainly because, you know, a lot of gambling movies at the end, the gambler kind of either gets his comeuppance hmm. or you know, learns a valuable lesson about the evils of gambling. And yeah. I hope I'm not giving away too much of the movie, but this movie doesn't do that at all. It's just a lot of fun the whole way through. Something that I think um, that uh, movies that don't deliver that, that good ending in a mm -hmm. gambling movie does is that I think it kind of helps the viewer who maybe isn't a gambler kind of understand what that heart sinking feeling is yes, when, it, when sure. it doesn't go your way. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yes. I was trying to think of other, and, and look, I'm not saying that that first question of like, what movie, what, what disappointed you is an easy one because <laughs> I'm not sure how much further I can get than, than luck. Um, yeah, you know, I'll have to check it out. I do remember, it is coming back to me now. I remember it 
one of the reasons it got canceled was because of the there was some problem with the safety for the horses you know it's horse yeah. racing bait and i think some of the horses died yes and so it got real bad pr and i think that was one of the reasons that it, it got canceled uh, after a season i think it, if it if it uh look if they had if they had dragons in the show they would have found a way to make the se- make it <laughs> make it work right yeah yeah um this is probably this is this is a conversation that I, I've wanted to have with uh, with you on here, and I'm I'm just going to prime you right here, uh, so you can think about it. So I don't have to like try to. Uh, so I I feel better doing it here than trying to text you it and hope that you understand what I'm saying. Okay, gotcha. Like rounders seems to be the sort of like it, it almost is like the um, consensus pick for best gambling movie. Like, it, I, I feel yeah. like whenever I see a list, rounders is one, two, or three, and more often than not, it's one. Yeah, consistently on top. I agree. Yeah. Yes. And it doesn't matter who it's coming from, whether it's coming from a poker player or a recreational gambler mm-hmm. or even a sports better. Everybody mm-hmm. loves rounders. Yeah. Um, I kind of want to have a conversation about why that is. Um, and what it is about rounders, is it because, and this is, this will be my, my, the primary question or the question, at least start the conversation we can, we can, and this will, we'll continue this in the next episode. Okay. Do you think it's because gambling content underwhelms or is just mediocre in most instances? Like there just isn't enough quality, um, like it's already a subject that doesn't get touched on a lot in cinema. And then when it does, it's rare for it to be really good. Or do you think that it rounders came out just a few years before the poker boom. And it was one of the few movies that was really tapping into that lifestyle of being a a poker player that was available around the time that like it was instead of it coming out in response to the poker boom it was already there and something that people could use to sort of uh excite themselves or enjoy or maybe i'm overthinking it and Koppelman just nailed it and made a a fantastic movie that just happens to be about poker i I think that's it the latter because okay the you know i don't i think it's almost a coincidence that it happened right before the poker boom you know maybe it it wasn't going to be made any other time maybe you know the boom was coming no matter what yeah but uh no i don't think that had anything to do with it i think it's just a really good movie good characters good situations uh you know good drama uh good characters not just um you know the actors but um you know john malkovich you know is is always great yes uh, yeah i it's just a good movie. It, it's one of those cases where it's a good movie. Oh, and hey, it's a gambling movie. You know, it's not that it's a great gambling movie. I think it's a great movie that just yeah. happens to be about gambling. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we want to talk about it next time. I think that actually kind of sums it up right, All right. there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I've, 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 I agree with you. I've, uh, I've just wondered if it's, if it's going to become the godfather two of the gambling world to where it's just impossible to like for something to mm. actually compete with it, not only because of how well it's done, but for how long we've considered it to be the best. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's, uh, it's going to be hard to top that one as a gambling movie goes. Yeah. yeah. Especially since, like I said, you know, the guys who made the movie, they created tilt, which was a bit of a, depo- which was a bit of a disappointment. They made the movie uh, Runner Runner. They wrote the movie Runner Runner, yes. which is about sports betting. That's not a good movie. So, you know, yeah. it's kind of lightning in a bottle almost. Yeah, it, it might become I, the Godfather 2 of gambling movies. I, I think it will. Look, uh, I think most people know uh, Brian Koppelman um, tentatively through an exchange with Eric Rosenthal on Twitter agreed to be on The Better Life. We have not been able to – I have not uh, – uh, I've reached out to Noah Vale, um, unfortunately. Uh, I'm sure he gets dozens of emails a day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and him being able to connect, oh, here's the email from that one time that I agreed to be on the show on Twitter. Uh, there's a chance that he's just not maybe making the connection or decided, you know, fuck that show. So yeah. uh, either way, I don't blame him. Um, but that is, um, that's part of the conversation I kind of want to have with him is his thoughts as a uh, not as not as the creator of the movie, but as someone who consumes content, like what is you know, like do you think this uh, could can be taught? Like, do you think this community will ever consider another movie uh, to be better? Um, yeah, that'd be quite a get for you, Brian Koppelman. Yeah, 
Good luck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Hey, uh, Vito got uh, uh, Daniel Negreanu. So yeah. yeah, I love that Vito's like, hold on, let me peek my head up real quick from this <laughs> from not from not podcasting for a while just to give you this awesome interview. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Next it's gonna be. Uh, I've got Woody Allen as a guest. Yeah, <laughs> not really gambling related, but I was able to get a hold of him. Got Billy Walters on the phone here real quick. To <laughs> <laughs> there is, uh, there is some, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sit while well, I'll say it uh, on that short list of people that I, that I would dream to have on the better life is actually Jenna Fisher. Uh, oh, that'd who, be great. Yes. Oh, that'd be fun. Yes. And I, I think there's a chance I got to find the right way to get the proposition in front of her. Uh, but I think if I do it, if I get the right opportunity to, to ask her i think there's a chance especially while the pandemic's still going on and people well, see like yeah that's much. the thing it's like the great opportunity yes. right because everybody including you know well-known actors and actresses are dealing with the world in this way with zoom meetings and yes. Skype and all this kind of thing and so they're kind of used to it yeah this would be the time yeah i would say that uh if you if you had to make lines on who's on the show first between Coppelman and fisher i think i think jenna fisher's probably minus 250 okay compliments maybe plus 175 on the take back okay yeah <laughs> all right <laughs> uh for anybody who wants to bet into that <laughs> <laughs> okay let's talk about uh a little bit more rick and morty and the office uh let's start with uh let's quickly go through rick and morty season two now i was really i was actually pleasantly surprised i feel like as a advocate for how much i love this show i did a good job that a couple people had admitted hey i started watching this because you guys mentioned it yeah they, yeah and i thought i was actually i thought that was pretty cool that uh that us talking referencing a couple episodes uh got people inspired to watch them uh something one of my favorite shows Yes, definitely. Yeah. Uh, people do not understand why Rick is continuing to belch or what seems to be throw up in his mouth. I don't know. I, I can't justify the creative decisions that are made in the show. Um, I will admit him, his constant belching is actually, if, I, if there was something that I were to choose that I dislike about the show, that actually might be. Uh, Same might, here. Same I'm, here. Yeah. Yep. Um, anyway, season two, uh, where are my notes for? There it is. Uh, episode two. Um, there's a episode. I think it's a, uh, um, uh, Morty night run. Uh, Rick drops off Jerry at a Jerry Jamboree because he doesn't want to have to deal with him on an adventure where a but where all other Jerry's from other dimensions are there at the 15 minute mark. The Jerry's are playing poker. Now yes. uh, uh, I'm going through these just to, uh, as due diligence to have covered all of these, but I, I kind of want to, cause this comes up in a couple more scenes. Poker really is the, like it's not only the most popular gambling reference, but it's definitely the most popular card game reference as well. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Because if you have a bunch of people sitting around a table with cards, maybe if there isn't money on the table, you maybe perceive it to be a little bit differently. But I think even if you're not a gambler, you think your mind maybe naturally goes to poker, or maybe rummy, right. Or something. Yeah, but maybe. Like, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, th I think it's interesting that, um, uh, that poker uh, is almost this. Um, what's the right word? Like it, it's the easiest card scene, uh, I think, for for creatives to put into their uh, their shows. Yeah, and you know, I'm glad you brought this up because on our last episode, Dr. Mike and I were talking about what form of gambling is most often represented in movies and TV, and <laughs> we both agreed that poker was number one. Well, especially yes. if you go back, like to the you know the dawn of cinema and yeah. the classic American westerns and that all kind of thing. Of course, you know poker is is the number one. But he and I could not really agree on what number two might be. I was suggesting that it was blackjack. He thought it was craps, and I thought oh, definitely it's not, not craps. It's not going to be craps. But, you know, maybe roulette. And then I started thinking after we had finished recording, gosh, what about horse racing? You know, that's a real big one. In, in TV and movies, I wonder if horse racing I, could actually be number two. I actually think you're onto something there. I think, yeah. you know, even going, I mean, the first, the first gambling reference that we, made, that we found in Rick and Morty was the track reference, right? That's like, right. Uh -huh. So I think that uh, referencing a horse track as a place that people – uh, either a wager or is in, you know, in some time period, just a social event. Um, I think that that's definitely, I think there's a good chance that that's number two, Possib possibly, 
especially when you're talking about scenes that don't naturally happen in the setting of Las Vegas, right? Mm, mm-hmm. you, t- you, take, you take the setting out of Las Vegas, and I think even more so uh, horse racing is, is number two. Yeah. yeah. And, of course, you know, it's such a broad question because, again, are we going back 100 years? Are we including every movie that's been made from the 1910s on? Well, you know, they're <laughs> back then, probably horse racing and maybe poker and no craps. And uh, certainly no pie gal poker. <laughs> but, you know, maybe as we get into the 21st century, maybe it's shifting a little bit. You know, maybe you see some different games. And, and like we kind of said, I think on the last episode, um, you know, maybe horse racing is going away. So, um, you know, maybe in the future, horse racing will hardly be seen at all. But how anyway, long until, okay. Yeah, how long until pie gal tiles makes an appearance? <laughs> That's, right. yeah. That's what everybody's doing. Yeah. Everybody in America, oh, they made a mistake on that pie gal tile scene. Did you right. see that? Yeah. Oh yeah, the dominoes are wrong. Right. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's people are gonna be like, are they playing dominoes? Is that is that a casino <laughs> casino game now? Uh episode three, uh what's the uh auto erotica simulation, which is actually my favorite uh um, you know, the name of the name of the episode notwithstanding, <laughs> is actually one of my is actually my favorite episode of Rick and Morty. There's actually a tattoo on my chest that's a reference to this show. Um uh, that's for another time. But uh, there's uh, going back to common things that we see in tv shows and movies that are a gambling reference uh rick explains that he like he gets this, a str- um a distress beacon yeah. oh yeah distress beacon oh yeah baby you're excited about that the first rule of space travel kids is always check out distress beacons nine out of ten times it's a ship full of dead aliens and a bunch of free shit whoa one out of ten times it's a deadly trap but I'm ready to roll those dice. Uh, so he wants to go check it out because he thinks it means he's going to get a bunch of free shit. They also may die, but he's willing to roll, roll those dice. Mm-hmm. And when I hear, you know, when I, of course, as the gambler heard that, I was like, haha, that's a craps reference. And then I, I thought, this is probably a reference that so many people make that they may not even know the game in which they are referencing, mm-hmm. right? Like, um, if, you know, you talk about how people can make sports analogies and not really even understand the sport that they're referencing. I think, I think that version of gambling references set rolling dice as a uh, analogy for risk assessment or risk ta- ta- uh, taking, I think is that example of people may not actually even know, like if you ask them, uh, what game do you roll, roll dice in? They may struggle to actually name craps. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it's, it would be interesting to go through, you know, as many uh, sayings, at least in English, that we can think of that reference gambling, certainly a lot of uh, poker references, you know. Yes. Uh, well, you know, you're, you got to play the hand you're dealt or, you know, you're yes. bluffing, you know, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, that, uh, you know, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I mean, bluffing, definitely, right? I mean, that's, sure. that's you know, we yeah. talk about bluffing completely out of context of gambling, but it's absolutely, you know, rooted in in, in poker. Oh, yeah, oh, I'm going to call your bluff. Exactly. You know, they're not playing poker at all. Yeah. Uh, okay, episode four, uh, Total Rickall. Uh, there are a bunch of parasites that are making uh, zany characters that, uh, that Rick and his family can't tell if they're real or not. And they do so by creating pleasant memories in your brain to make you believe that they're real. Rick goes down this, uh, there's, a, there's a quick montage of Rick... Uh, doing a bunch of uh, catchphrases and stuff in one of these little scenes in a montage, him and Snuffles uh, are playing poker. Just another example of how uh, you, you quickly see a poker, uh, you, you see a card game if there's even one coin right on the table, boom, it's poker, right? You know, yeah. you, you know, understand you get the reference uh, episode five, uh, get swifty. <laughs> uh another great episode of uh of rick and morty at uh minute marker 410 the preacher tells the congregation every crisis of faith is an opportunity for more faith when god deals you an 11 you don't fold you double down and always hit on a soft 16 and going back to to uh gambling references that people may not understand the reference they're actually making you, I hear people say double down and I'm mm-hmm. like, I know you don't play, but I know you're not a gambler. Like, I don't right. know. You probably don't. So what I think is funny is that <laughs> they're almost admitting we want to make sure, you know, this is a blackjack reference by also giving you other hand advice. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Always hit on soft 16. Yeah. So wait a minute. What does that have to do with the crisis we're dealing with here? The giant head in the sky. Yeah. I, I kind of got what you meant by double down on faith, but the soft 16. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh man uh and that's it those four those four references are what i found in season two uh i i'm confident when i go through season three and four i may find one or two other poker scene references but uh as far as verbal references that i can think of um i don't remember any so that actually may be it for uh for rick and morty glad some people uh started watching that whether you like it or not i'm glad you at least uh checked it out and tried it yes I, I do appreciate the uh the show um Going to The Office. Now, I missed one in season two that we covered last week, and that is in episode 16, Valentine's Day at uh, Minimarker 240. So I broke up with Katie and haven't been dating anybody else. So this year I don't have to worry about Valentine's Day. (laughs) It's going to be good. I invited a couple friends over. We're going to play some cards, and I'll end up winning a lot of money because they're idiots. It's going to be great. Jim comments about how like he just gets together with his friends and he takes their money. And what I loved about that was I think we all at one point were in a home game with our friends that we knew was like this positive event. <laughs> like, like yeah. I'm always going to accept the poker invite from those guys because I went all the time. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, going into season three, episode 14, uh, it's the Ben Franklin uh, episode where – uh phyllis's hey, hang on is it okay 14 or 15 is it 15 or is it... hold on i might i might have written it down wrong let me just check there's a chance that i also wrote it down wrong because i realized that i wrote down safety training wrong too okay i am seeing yeah season three episode 15 okay episode 15 ben franklin yeah. i okay. stand corrected no okay uh, uh, episode 15, Ben Franklin at the 14-15 mark. Uh, they're playing a card game at a bachelor party in, uh, in the warehouse. And what I loved about this scene, right? So, so Kevin has his, his glasses on again, and we've only ever seen Kevin wearing glasses when he's playing poker last time at the casino night. He sits down, he kind of does like a, he does like a fancy shuffle on the cards, and he announces that the game is no limit deuce to seven low ball which I think is really close to the game he claimed that it he, was. Yep, yeah. That's the exact game that he won a bracelet at, <laughs> at the world series of poker. I love that callback. Yes. Uh, and what I, so Michael sits down after, after the game is announced and after the cards are shuffled, Michael sits down and offers to shuffle. He grabs them and he starts spreading them around the table. Yeah. Now, all of the characters look at Michael really oddly, right? And partially because no one really shuffles like like in home games, people really shuffle like that. And of course, he's being kind of obnoxious in the way he's doing this. But, but where I'm going to give Michael Scott a little bit of credit here is uh, we've all been at table games where the where the dealers use that that um, way of mixing up the cards to begin their shuffle right so he's not completely yep. off yep. on that being a form of shuffling yep exactly it's called washing the cards yep and it's kind of a way to you know mix them up that's impossible to tell how they're being shuffled or cards that might be closer together so yeah i i agree yeah they kind of look at him strange but uh, he's doing it right <laughs> yeah yeah he's not uh you know probably don't need to do that after the cards have already right it's probably not the time to do it usually you do it before you shuffle but yeah Yeah, but not as weird as they kind of made it seem to be uh and then episode 19 i'm sorry yeah it's episode 19 i wrote 20 i think both in my notes that i sent to you and i think when i posted it on instagram i also said it was episode 20 hopefully uh it's actually episode 19 it's called safety training yep um hopefully those of you that uh saw it on instagram and used it as inspiration to check out the show before this episode came out hopefully you figured out that i meant uh the safety training was the episode i was talking about even if i even i got the episode number uh wrong this is the only other episode of the office where gambling is a theme throughout the episode that i can remember um but i'm, I'm pretty sure that's right um gambling is the b story here it starts around uh minimark 350 they're down in the warehouse to get safety training on using the baler uh in the warehouse but in the back and behind the group that's getting the safety training uh stands uh kevin and jim and as daryl is talking about uh he asked does anybody know how many arms get cut off in a baler you can cut off your arm and crush your entire body without skipping a beat yeah how many people a year do you think get their arms cut off in a baler Baylor, I hardly know her. Damn it, Michael, pay attention, man. Anybody want to take a guess? Five bucks says it's over 50. You really want to bet? Anybody. Ever since March Madness ended, I am so bored. How many? Okay, you're on. 
Ten people, Michael. Ten people. Would you like to be one of them? No, you don't worry about it. Let's go double or nothing. Because what? Kevin claims that he's been bored since March Madness ended, which is, I think, uh, I felt seen in that. I felt heard and seen in, in that line. Uh, Kevin definitely lives the better life. Uh, Jim refuses payments and says that they're, they'll go double or nothing uh, later on, and that kind of sets the B story that is gambling for this episode. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic, and you know, it's. Uh, I agree. You know, Michael is so good in that scene, and. You know, they keep saying you don't nobody from upstairs should be using the bailer right yeah. michael's answer is always yep only on a rare occasion no you never use the bailer <laughs> and that starts off the betting yeah and yep. then through the rest of the episode the the entire office basically starts getting in on the gambling yep so uh there's what i got three i think i have five or six more instances so it really ends up being the B story as they cut away from the A story, which is um, Michael's determined to prove to people that working in an office is somehow dangerous. Right. Uh, and so when they're cutting away from that story, they're going to other ways that people are gambling. Minute 808, uh, members of the office are betting on the number of jelly beans in the holder that it's at, that's at Pam's desk. 10. Really, 10. That's your guess. You're a professional accountant. There's like 10 green ones. 42. I'm going to say 50. 51. Oh, oh come on. Be that person. is lame. It's a strategy. It's called being smart. Thank you. Oh, jeez. 10. Chubs out. Damn it. 47. 48. 49. Oh. Jim wins. Oh. That is not fair. Now, they all guess a number of things. Uh, Karen goes with 51, which is, the, which is just, a, I think, a tick over the highest number at that point. Karen with the smart strategy play there. I liked that, that, that they had a character do that, and then Pam recognizes, yeah, that's smart. So I like that they acknowledge that there was like an advantage play almost there. Yeah, very price is right. Yeah, you yes, know, exactly. Uh, somebody, yep. somebody bids 400, you bid one, 401, yeah. Yep. Um, now, I will say it <laughs> – I think they like it comes out to being 50. It did not look like there was even more than 20 jelly beans in the holder <laughs> that they were using. Um, yeah. In fact, Kevin, I think, guesses like 15 and they make the joke, oh, there's at least 15 green ones. What are you talking about? And I'm like, it doesn't look like there's more than 50. I think Kevin's right. <laughs> I think Kevin's right. Uh, uh, minute 827. Uh, Pam has a talking head, and this is like, uh, this is my favorite line. I don't know how the whole betting thing started, but it's fun. Uh, yes, Pam. Uh, betting on things is fun. Uh, I can definitely appreciate that. Go ahead, you know, we talked about this last week, or the, last week, the last time we did this. There had to be a recreational gambler somewhere in that riding room, right? Like, it, it, um, they seem not only willing to introduce it into the storyline but also they definitely present gambling in a positive light in my opinion yeah definitely the episode is written by bj novak who yes. plays ryan he, he wrote several episodes very funny guy uh yeah i don't know if he's a big gambler or a poker player or anything but yeah very well written from that standpoint i will i will message him on instagram and see if i can even get him to look at the message and answer if uh um <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way i Last week, uh, so I don't forget, I forgot to put this in my notes, so I don't want to forget this. Uh, last week, I mentioned if anybody's into The Office, uh, there was a great podcast called Office Ladies uh, by Angela and, uh, and Pam. Uh, and Safety Training just came out a few weeks ago, their podcast on this oh, episode. Nice. Uh, I actually haven't, I meant to listen to it before doing this and I haven't got a chance to, so I don't, uh, I can't. I don't know if they get into this part of it. So that'll be just as much a surprise, a surprise for me as it is you. But uh, if you're into either uh, this episode or the office overall, uh, I definitely recommend that. Yeah. Minute mark 1113. The office staff bet on what Kelly says in a rant to Ryan. So then the next movie moves to the top of the queue. So number five becomes number four. Number six becomes number five. Number three becomes number two, et cetera, et cetera. And let's just say that I just sent back Love Actually, which was awesome. And they sent me Uptown Girls, which is also awesome. But guess what? Now I want to see Love Actually again, but it's at the bottom of the queue. Oh no, what do I do? What I do is this. I go online, I go click, 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 and I change the order of the queue so that I can see Love Actually as soon as I want to. It's so easy, Ryan. Do you really not know how Netflix works? I guess I forgot. So what I love about, what I love about this scene, Mark, is... As Kelly is going on this long spiel about how Netflix works, 
as she's getting through the end of her rant, you can see the people who bet on certain things grade their own bets by just hand, like placing money next to Ryan. Yeah, and it just, just silently <laughs> walking up to the desk, putting their money down. Yeah. They obviously lost. It's so funny. She just keeps going and people keep on throw, <laughs> putting money next to Ryan. And like, like, I love they're just sort of self-grading their bets. Like, God oh, damn it, I lost. Uh, Ryan, who's dating Kelly, definitely has the edge on that. I mean, that was a positive EV play for him, for sure, to make to make bets on that because he knew exactly how that conversation was going to go. Yep, definitely. Uh, and of course, he cleans house minus a couple of derivatives that uh, uh, that Kevin grants people uh, when their bets win. Ryan, well done. Two minutes forty two seconds. Additionally, Pam, you win ten because she said awesome twelve times, and Jim, you win five because she mentioned six romantic comedies. A minute mark twelve twenty. The staff bet on whether or not Creed will notice if his that his apple was replaced by a potato. Uh, definitely the more unique of the set of bets uh, that they make uh, in this episode. He takes a bite of an a- apple. And then they quickly swap it for a potato, and he indeed picks up his potato, takes a big bite of it. It doesn't notice a difference. Uh, And it looks like the action was about split. It looked about half of them were shocked, half of them were uh, excited to win. I don't – I don't know. I don't know if I would even want action on that. I mean, I would because I'm a degenerate, and if my workplace was making stupid bets like that, I probably would. But I don't – I mean, how do you handicap that, Mark? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we talked on the last episode about what a great character Creed is. Yeah. And this is just – I think it's perfect – I would probably bet that he wouldn't have noticed either because I can definitely see Creed just like he did taking the bite out of that potato, just putting it back, not thinking (laughs) one way or the other. Maybe he does. His taste buds probably don't work. I would be, I wouldn't be surprised at all if Creed's taste buds just don't work. Uh, A little, uh, a little too much fun with the grassroots um, back (laughs) in the day. Yeah. (laughs) Early days. Yeah. Minute mark 1248. Uh, Karen, who is newer to the office, has a talking head about how poorly she's doing. I don't know this place as well as I thought I did. I'm getting cleaned out. Uh, look, when you're new to something, uh, you're behind, right? Like, you don't, you don't have the familiarity. So uh, she admits that she's getting cleaned up because she's unfamiliar with the office, which, which I think in the storyline is actually a really important talking head. It's through the lens of this sort of B story of the gambling. But if you really think about how it applies, there's other moments in this episode where it's clear Karen is not at, like she's still kind of the, the odd man out, right. Of this group of people. And I think that this talking head kind of speaks, even though she's making a joke about losing bets. uh, I think she's speaking to just how like, yeah, I'm still, I still don't belong here. Um, minute mark 1620 the last reference that I was able to catch uh, and, and one of uh, one of my favorite uh, Kevin lines of the whole series uh, Michael is th- is threatening to jump off the roof of Dunder Mifflin to prove a point that uh, working in an office is dangerous and Pam turns to Jim what are the odds that this is in any way real I'd say like 10,000 to 1 okay I'd like 10 bucks on those odds if someone gives you 10,000 to one on anything, you take it. If John Mellencamp ever wins an Oscar, I am going to be a very rich dude. Anything. Anything. And he makes a comment if John Mellencamp uh, to win an Oscar, if, if Jen- John Mellencamp ever wins, wins an Oscar, he's going to be a really rich man. I, yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I had to look up John Mellencamp. I didn't get that reference. Is that because of my age or what? Uh, yes, that's because of your age. Okay. <laughs> I can tell you right now. Okay. So yeah, a rock star who's probably not going to be writing any songs for any new movies coming out anytime soon. It could happen, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, a you know, I, he's not a has been necessarily, but his peak is definitely behind him. Uh, and that does it. That's, uh, that's the safety training episode of the office i assume since no one said hey i started checking out the office after you guys were talking about either you already know if you're into the office or not and that you weren't like oh what is this show that they're talking about that's uh, <laughs> yeah. been super popular over the past decade um like i said the last episode that i can think of that has a primary casino or gambling theme throughout the episode so uh from here on out there may be i can think of two other references made in the, made in 
the series. One where Pam talks about watching the WSOP all nights and another where uh, Michael desperately needs money and asks Kevin if he has like a, uh, a definite lock that he could bet money on. Uh. Those, those are the only two references that I can think of that's, that, that are left in the series. I'm sure there's others, but um, this will be the last time that The Office is uh, primarily featured uh, the way that this episode in Casino Night was uh, here on the series that we're doing. Couple, I'm sure there's a couple more references to Rick and Morty, but I think that's the bulk of it there. So next time we do this, Mark, mm-hmm. I was thinking about trying to get this organized for this one because it was timely, but I didn't want to rush it. Um, I want to make sure we do it, give it due diligence. Uh, the late, great Sean Connery uh, played, ah. yes, played James Bond for – uh, what six films right I think it's six yeah so six films in kind of in his original run and yeah. then he made a seventh film in the 80s that wasn't really part of the same canon as the other film so I don't know you can count that one if you're not but any six for sure yeah Dr. No from Russia with Love Goldfinger Thunderball You Only Live Twice and Diamonds Are Forever uh, are the uh, the six that we'll go over Diamonds Are Forever setting in Las Vegas so that will likely yeah. be uh, what we focus on a little bit more uh, and then of course the the greats famous scene that he's there playing cards with a uh, young woman and he introduces himself as Bond James Bond I admire your luck Mr. Bond James Bond. Mr. Bond, I suppose you wouldn't care to um, raise the limit. I mean, here's the here's the teaser question. We can we can discuss this now. This will this will tease the whole next episode. Is there a more iconic line that takes place in a gambling atmosphere in in pop culture anywhere else in film? Uh, I'd say the answer is no. That probably is the most iconic line. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Uh, and I have something else to say about that line that I'll say uh, that I'll say for uh, our conversation next time. If you want to watch those to get brushed up on those, those are available on Pluto TV. Uh, Pluto TV. Uh, I just learned about that today. I had no idea what Pluto TV was, uh, yeah. but I found it and it looks like all the all the movies we, uh, that he's in are, are available there. If you want to check out Luck, uh, that's on HBO Max. If you want to see how bad Tilt was, uh, that's on... Oh goodness! Yeah. I I just I just tore that I just had that uh, that up tilt TV show, that is available on Tubi T U B I. Nice. ESPN is even like we don't want the show anymore. Someone else will take this. <laughs> um, and uh, like I said, Rick and Morty is primarily on Hulu. The latest ep- latest season I believe is on Amazon Prime, and The Office is on Netflix. So that is where you can find all of that content uh, that we've referenced. Mark, we did it. Okay. Good. Nice. So you're saying that uh, we're going to do this again for like a third time? Yes, Mark. Uh, okay. This- so, <laughs> all right. So let me get that. I'm trying to remember now, how many episodes did Adam do in kind of this same kind of format? Uh, Adam did a total of two episodes. And that was it, right? Then that, that was it. Just two? So I just want to make it clear that we're going to be doing three. So we've broken Adam's record. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I mean, technically know, not yet. We are, we are, we are okay. going to. Yeah, we yeah, technically haven't yet. We te- yeah, we tech. I'll tell you, just in this uh, time of uncertainty, you know, I've been kind of down on the world in general. And to hear that uh, just really warms my heart. So <laughs> I, I really do appreciate that, Tim. Uh, of course. And uh, <laughs> yes, I think uh, going back to the the original two concepts of both of these, I got a little too excited about that, about the Travel Better series. Not the time <laughs> to really focus on that. Um, this one makes a lot more sense, not only for the longevity of the content, but also the timing of it. Uh, so uh, Travel Better uh, idea is not dead, uh, just the middle of a pandemic when neither him or I were really <laughs> traveling. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got excited and I was like, I have to try it. I, even though I know it's not the right time, I have to like give my tell my show myself that that now now is not the time. So um, yes, but I do appreciate you taking the time to do this. This is a lot of fun. I look forward to this, uh, you know, as it's coming up. And next time we'll be talking about one of the most iconic figures in pop culture, James Bond. All right, thanks, Tim. This was great. We'll talk again. All right, all right, all right. Uh, hope everybody enjoyed that. That uh, we got some really pop. We got some. 
really good feedback off the first one we did. Um, I know that um, you know not everybody's into the shows we covered the past couple uh, past couple times, but that was more for simplicity uh, and sort of to find my groove than it really what uh, than really anything else. Uh, and you know those are some of my favorite shows. But as as we mentioned, uh, Sean Connery's James Bond movies will be the focus of the next one, uh, and then uh, you know hopefully we'll have more uh, more ideas on on what to cover in the following spot. So if you're digging this, uh, especially by concept, even, you know, like I said, if, even if those shows aren't really your deal, if you're digging this by concept, please let us know, uh, because we want to, I want to continue the type of content that, uh, that everybody's enjoying. Um, you know, poor Adam Bauer. Um, but anyways, uh, these are a lot of fun to do. So, uh, I hope, <laughs> hope that you enjoy hearing them as much as uh, I enjoy doing them. Okay, The Better Santa, uh, I'm going to keep talking about it because it's a thing. It's in the store, thebetterlife.us slash merch. It's at the very top of uh, the page there, The Better Santa. It's $25 with like a, uh, with, with plus shipping. Um, I've already started coming up with, I've already have like a small list of the things that I'm going to make sure are included in there. I'm really excited about it. Uh, if you did it last year, there's nothing's going to be repeated. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm probably going to have this in the store at least through Black Friday. Black Friday will probably be the last day that I allow people to uh, to purchase a uh, better Santa. I'm going to start sending out uh, a Google form to those who have bought one probably next week, so leading into Thanksgiving, to get an idea of who you are as a gambler, as a casino goer, so I can kind of fine-tune uh, your uh, your specific box to, uh, to be more enjoyable for you. But uh, this is a lot of fun. It's fun sort of perusing the internet to seeing some of the random stuff that's out there, some of the cool stuff that's out there, and then uh, sort of think of how I can acquire other unique items um, otherwise. So uh, thebetterlife.us slash merch uh, is where you can... Uh, get uh, get your better Santa locked in. So there's one more soundbite from The Office Season 3 that I wanted to play here. Uh, it's not necessarily a gambling reference, which is uh, why I'm saving it here for the monologue, into, but uh, uh, definitely, definitely speaks to the Better Life podcast. So um, I'll let Michael Scott take us out. So thank you, everybody, for listening. Truly means the world to me. I'm Tim Lawson on behalf of Mark Duvall. Okay. Good night. And good luck. <laughs>